Welcome to the Wow Factor Podcast, hosted by Samuel Kamugisha, featuring a diverse collection of talent with a keen focus on highlighting the different amazing things that we're doing to change the world. So, without any more hesitations, here is Samuel. So I would like to welcome you to episode one of the Wow Factor podcast, and we are featuring an entrepreneur from Malaysia, ranked among the top 100 inspirational icons on LinkedIn by Marketing in Asia. He's an affiliate marketer, video content geek. It's just a mouthful of things I can say. And I would like to introduce you to the man, Kenneth Chan, the managing director and founder of Zappi Production. Welcome, Kenneth. Hi. Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. How do you? How are you feeling today? Is it a? It's great. It's great. Um, today is a Saturday morning, and uh, Samuel actually uh, came up and told me that he 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 wants to do a podcast, and uh, I just said, why not? I mean, I, I haven't been interviewed in a podcast before, so uh, well, I guess it's the first time for everything, and uh, yes, uh, I guess it's the first time for him and the first time for me, and. Uh, Let's hope this will be a fruitful uh, collaboration. This is amazing. It's amazing. We're actually in the Zappi production office and I must say it's really amazing. Really, really amazing. I like how it's optimized space. And let's see how this goes. So for starters, who is Ken and what words best describe you? Well, um, I would say uh, me, I I was uh, born and raised in KL. I'm always been in a creative uh, since young. I've been doing drawing. I love just like creative stuff. I just like art, and uh, how I just uh, ended up studying um, art, three uh, D animation. Uh, I got a degree in three D animation. Ended up doing advertising, so advertising equals kind of. <laughs> so it's more like you and advertising are one and the same. So how has that journey been in the advertising? Well, um, I would say. Advertising is not an easy journey. Uh, it's always a tedious uh, journey. Uh, from even though you are on the video production side, or even in the uh, advertising like uh, the four A advertising studios like uh, Leo Burnett or even uh, the four A agencies, uh, I would say advertising in the advertising industry is a tedious industry. Uh, you get changes, uh, uh, last minute changes all the time. Sometimes the deadlines are short. Um, especially in Malaysia, uh, it can be, uh, I mean, it can be a real tough industry, but if you actually take it in the positive side and, uh, the look in the positive side, uh, it can be also, uh, uh, very, uh, you can take it as a challenge and you try to keep on pushing forward and moving forward and try to make things better and, uh, just, um, go along with the flow and, yeah, um, it's been, uh, for me, it's, uh, Oh my god. <laughs> it's a mouthful of things. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, it's uh like I said, it's a tedious industry, but if you, you take it in a positive side it can be a uh, it can be a fun journey at the same time like because uh you just try to um make things right as much as possible. So yeah. <laughs> so we can say that the schools you went to help to determine your current career? Um yeah, I would say so. Um, I was um, in uh, the usual high schools in Malaysia, from primary school to high school. Um, I was in the government schools. And then after that, uh, my mom asked me to pursue my um, um, diploma. So I was in the Science Academy of Art. 
Uh, that was the way I took my diploma. And then, uh, and next I was supposed to go to, I, 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 there's only two degrees in Malaysia at that time for animation, 3D animation, which is, uh, MMU and also Lim Kok Wing. Um, but in MMU, uh, they didn't, they were quite strict with the policies. They didn't allow to have an exemption, even though I have a diploma. So they, they, they forced me to, uh, to take the, um, what's it called? The, the, what's the word called? The first year. Um, yeah, the first year, I just can't remember, the the first year, the foundation, yes. They, they forced me to take the foundation course, uh, which uh, doesn't really make sense. Uh, uh, not say it doesn't really make sense, but uh, it's just their policy. And um, we, I already have my diploma, uh, so it doesn't really make sense on my side to actually to, to take that uh, foundation, which I already have a foundation in my uh, in my diploma course. So in Lim Kok Wing, they allowed me to have the exemption and uh, straight I took... Uh, Supposed to be a two years course in Lim Kok Wing, but I crunched it down to one and a half years, uh, because of the financial situation of my family. So, yeah. So, um, the credits, uh, so I, I had to crunch all my credits into, uh, my first semester. So I was going to, uh, to university almost every day in my first semester. And, uh, it crunched down to one and a half years and, uh, I managed to graduate as a degree in Lim Kok Wing. So. Wow. Wow. It was, uh, was, uh, it was tiring in the first semester, but, uh, it was worthwhile. Uh, it was, uh, it was all good. Well, that's interesting. I actually went to Limpo Queen to do my master's. I was oh. there for two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, wow. I'm, so I'm I did an MBA in multimedia. So we're kind of alumni right now. Ah, nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I actually found it a nice place. I got to meet a lot of people. That's one thing at least I credit for being in Limpo Queen. But in, in line with, uh, Entrepreneurship. Do you think that schools are equipping students enough to handle entrepreneurship? Well, um, for me, I'm I am just graduated in a local schools in Malaysia like Dasan um, Academy of Art and uh, Lim Kok Wing. Um, for me, my point of view is um, yes, you actually get a lot of basics. Um, you also get the context back there. Um, I have a lot of friends that came out, but uh, like I said, this industry is really tedious. I have uh, a couple of uh, sc- uh, schoolmates that actually dropped out and they they they, they stopped their career to something else uh, because um, in in certain careers it's much easier and a faster climb uh, it's much more lucrative um, some of them they have families and stuff uh, so they really just couldn't like I said in the beginning of the, the podcast uh, the advertising industry is not an uh, it's a very tedious industry yeah so you have to. Um, keep on moving and keep on fighting and really just try to get the best out of the industry itself. So, yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. So, um, approximately about five, about five years or so, you founded the Zappi Production Agency. What was the inspiration to start the agency and what services do you offer? Okay. Um, so for me, I was, I started as a 3D animation, um, not say 3D animation. I started in a MFX, a post-production house. Um, they, they, they specialize in uh, doing TV commercials. Um, back then, I don't know. I want to say it's a good thing or bad thing, but I had a full-time job at the same time. I was doing freelance at the same time. So my freelance side, yes, I was working seven days a week. Um, my off times were just like, uh, my after working hours and once in a while, I, I do hang out in the pubs and the clubs. Uh, I mean, those were the younger days. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, I didn't really have a, a, a balance in life back then. So I was, um, anyway, uh, back to the main story. I was working in a, a post-production house. 
um, it was uh, doing specialized in TV commercial and I was doing my freelance. And then from there, I, I from my freelance side, I get to uh, explore this thing called precision mapping. And uh, back then, it's only for the events. Uh, most of the event companies only uh, does all this uh, this this kind of art or this kind of uh, uh, immersive experiences. So I had this skill from this uh, TV commercial site, which I felt that I could put it into this. Uh, I, I knew that I can use it for precision mapping and other stuff like AR and VR. So from there, I, I just had to, I was so curious from my freelance side, I just have to dive into a company that is doing this kind of stuff. But back then, there was not much companies in Malaysia um, doing that. So I jumped into an event company and uh, I had to relearn and re- uh, relearn and uh, learn different, different kind of things. Um, so from the event company side, I was doing the creative side and I was doing that for about three or four years. Um, about, yeah, about there, two, three years. And then uh, from there, I was inspired and realized that um, this, uh, there's a lot of interesting things we can do. Uh, because I have this foundation of 3D animation, I just realized there's a lot of interesting things you can do besides um, just 3D animation. We can uh, go into interactive stuff. We can do augmented reality, virtual reality. We can do projection mapping. Uh, we can do um, uh, uh, interesting photo booths. So uh, when I had this, all these ideas, uh, I just got a bit... Um, I would say I just got a bit too confident back then and then a bit naive naivety too. I I, I was uh, doing a lot of freelance job and I just got this confidence and I, I was maybe overconfident at the same time and a bit naive and then uh, I jumped out and uh, into this world of entrepreneurship and I just had to see how I can uh, make this uh, advertising industry uh, more interesting and, and innovate the industry in Malaysia. So yeah, that's how it kind of started off. It started off with naivety and overconfidence, I would say. So out of your naive, naive walk, the business kind of worked. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's been a, a interesting journey so far, ups and downs, and uh, yeah. So a summary of your services would be projection mapping for events, or you exper- experiential marketing is something you would do for for events. Yes, yes, yes. Experiential marketing. Uh, most of our clients are event companies. Uh, of course, we also have uh, direct uh, uh, direct uh, clients uh, like um, Mway um, and who else? Um, we had uh, who else? I can't remember, but Mway is uh, one of the agencies. Yes, yes, and uh, we most of our clients are event agencies. I would say, yeah, and sometimes some advertising agencies as well. Okay, sounds interesting. So, what challenges did you face while setting up Zappy, and how did you? work around them um okay first of all um one of the biggest challenge i would say is uh, of course the um staffing and manpower is one of them um i started out as a i didn't know how to do business uh when i started out i was a full-time freelance i'm not say full-time freelancer i was doing freelance i had a full-time job so i have the minimal experience in business i had a small little business was doing photo booth that was only my experience but we didn't have staff we didn't have a big team and when i started zappy it's a whole new animal altogether Uh, we have to hire people we have to hire the right people Um, we have to do uh, proper marketing we have to do proper branding Um, we have to know uh, we have uh, we have a big i wouldn't say big uh, we have a proper office space Um, so 
when all these things come together, as it becomes many many little small elements that uh, creates it's like a gears in a company. So all these little uh, gears uh, are. are uh, small little challenges we need to face and it's like we are the one who who, who who put these gears together and then put this lubricant and make sure this gear works together so um w- biggest challenge i would say entrepreneurship itself is uh it it, it, it helped me grow a lot like, i would say um when I when I when I was in an employee and now an employer, it, it's, it's a huge difference, lah. The responsibility is totally different, lah. You are in a different, uh, yeah. Uh, when they always said when you are in a different position, you see things differently. Um, so now in this position, um, I would say the biggest challenge is myself, <laughs> because um, um, we always uh, they it's just this word in Cantonese. Uh, you go lem sik chow ya, lem sik chow sang yi. So this is a direct translation. Say is if you don't know how to be uh, uh, a man or a human, you do not do know how to do business. So what should I say? If you don't have the proper values or you don't have the proper uh, mindset, you won't know how to run a business. So like I said, the biggest challenge is myself. So I'm always trying to improve myself uh, instead in terms of mindset, values. Um, how do I um, um, uh, communicate with people it's all about uh, yeah so like I said the biggest challenge is myself uh, because I always believe that how we do one thing is how you do everything so I just have to keep on improving myself so that I can improve my business as well so yeah I guess that's my answer The Wow Journal a catalogue of different captivating content spanning from amazing talent to tones of creative work Founded by Samuel Kamaji Shah, a brand and growth strategist, his major focus is to ignite creativity through inspiration with an intention of being a catalyst for growth, whether it's for your brand or business. Log on to www.wowjournal.cc. That's W-O-W-J-O-U-R-N-A-L.cc. So it means that more of the challenges more on the side towards uh, creating stronger values towards how you view business and how you're going to align that the, your personality with the, with running a business okay that's that's a, a perspective of showing that and an entrepreneur a business is a human is more like having like a human being so how you treat yourself as a human is just almost the same way of treating the business, business yes. okay. so what does it take to be a great entrepreneur and and what tips do you give to someone who wants to start a business and manage it i um i think the best way to start anything is uh um always start with the end in mind um i wouldn't say i'm master at this i i have started a lot of things um once uh, some of them are failures some of them uh, uh work right um but always have an end in mind when you when you put your mind to something uh, keep on doing it uh, keep in fight, uh, keep fighting on it like like they said uh uh what you constant what you put your mind on expands so you always have to uh, be determined and be consistent and never give up um yeah like i said uh 
you do if you, if you don't know how to be a the, the uh, do be a the a proper human, you won't know how to run a proper business. So if the person is uh very, I would like to use the word solid. I know that's the right word to use, but if the person is not solid, he won't get to run a solid business because um if he couldn't uh, bring himself up properly, it's it's going to be very tough for him to 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 run a business properly. So uh, so yeah. So your and what would be your main tips for managing a business effectively? Um, main tips for managing a business. Mm, well, I, I guess everything comes from the heart. The most important is sincerity. Um, you always have to be like uh, main tips of managing a business. Um, you always keep keep on reading, keep on upgrading yourself, keep on uh, meeting b- different people. Uh, find mentors that are uh, way ahead of you. Find people within your industry. Find people from even different industries. So. When you see the more things you see, the more people you talk to, um, you would be able to uh, plug on, plug and play, keep on taking uh, good values and good systems from other businesses and see how you can integrate it into your business. So that's how I see things. Uh, it can come from books, it can come from podcasts, it can come from YouTube, it can come from um, networking events, it can come from the people you talk to, it can come from your mentors, uh, it can come from workshops. So. Um, what you need to do is just take all these uh, 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 diamonds, I call it diamonds, or values or, 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 or ideas from people. And if you think it's aligned with your own values and your own system and you think you can plug it into your, your, your business, then uh, you, it's, a, it's a trial and error thing. So whenever you plug something new in your business and it works, then you keep on moving on it. And then if it doesn't work, you just need to pull it out. So like, like I said, uh, um, yeah, uh, if you don't know how to run yourself and your own life, it's very hard for you to run a business. So, yeah. yeah. So in your in your journey, did you, who did you look up to in in terms of entrepreneurship and why? I look up to, I okay. I am not. Um, I'm. They call it a banana. I know you heard that before. I'm not really Chinese educated. So I look up to a lot of the US uh, uh, entrepreneurs. I would say uh, people like uh, mm, Dan Lok, maybe? Dan Lok, um, Grand Cardone. Um, yeah, maybe Dan Lok and Grand Cardone. Like, Grand Cardone is uh, it's amazing. Uh, if you read about his journey, he started, um, he only woke up. Now, like I said, uh, if you don't know how to run your life, you do not run a business. So he only woke up at the age of 30, 30 plus. But when he woke up and he unleashed his full potential, um, that's where his, his his journey became smoother. He started building empires uh, because he just he just realized uh, his his full potential and how to run his life properly. That's why he can run a multiple uh, great and powerful uh, and, and and great empires and businesses. And um, yeah, granted, I would say Grant Cardone is one person I really look up to. I've actually seen content from Dan Lok and it's amazing. He's he's very good at sales and he always. Has this question that he asks you that he makes you think really deeply, like the one he's talking about when he's talking about selling a pen. That yes. I don't know the most interesting one for me. <laughs> he told you he convinced his team that he convinced them to buy this pen. It's like wow. Yeah, yeah. You can learn a lot. Like I said, um, you can learn from YouTube, you can learn from podcasts, you can learn from LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, as long as you 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 keep. Uh, yourself around uh, and keep trying to attract things that uh, like uh, to improve yourself 
you will keep uh, looking for those things uh, like I said law of attraction uh, if you want to keep improving yourself you keep uh, you follow people who are talking about business you will uh, you fo- watch videos something to do with related business you watch videos about personal development you will uh, you will listen to podcasts about motivation you will listen to radio and probably listen to BFM but not the rest of the channels so yeah so in in line with marketing uh, we can see you have Hi, you you did work for Petronas, and how did you position yourself to be able to get such a high-profile brand or high-profile brands? Well, it's a journey. I would say it, everything starts from the first step, like they said. So when we started out, um, we had smaller, smaller um, of clients, and slowly, slowly, we we we. Uh, the more projects we did, the more small projects we did, it become medium size. From medium size, it become a large. So it's all about the the keep on working, working and working um, step by step. Like uh, when we started out, we was a small team, so we started with a lot of uh, small projects. I wouldn't say the small projects is not in big companies, but I would say we're doing the smaller projects for the the big uh, MNC companies. Um, and as we started to do more and more projects, uh, uh, clients get more confidence in us. So we started doing medium-sized projects, and then we we jump into the large-sized projects, and 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 that's how we ended up uh, ended up lending more large projects, like from Petronas and so Mway, and um, yeah, this uh, few of the clients that we have. So you can say that this, the work you did, you kept on innovating, and that gave you room to get bigger. Yes, um, innovation is also one part of our journey, and uh, you're right about that. So we need to keep on innovating, and we need to find uh, the the new trends in the market. So we were, like you said, we keep on innovating. We keep on uh, bringing in new things into the into the market, and that's how we we get bigger projects as well. So yeah. Um, since you've got uh, good brand exposure on social media, and and you have a good amount of content you create. Uh, how would, for now, like for the startups, they don't have that high budget. So what would be your best strategy for to grow their social media and their content with minimal budget? Mm, actually, at this era and this time frame, actually, is it's quite interesting because you can, everyone can build their own brand. Everyone can be... Can 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 bring value to the floor. So I would say social media is one way where you can help and share your business and your knowledge and your your life experiences. And by doing this, you can actually uh, it's half is is you are you are bringing value to the floor at the same time marketing yourself. So social medias are all free tools that everyone have uh, in their in their palm. Um, everyone have a smartphone now. Everyone have an internet uh, connection now. So social media is all free tools to market yourself, and if you use it correctly, it can bring you huge exposure. And it's uh, at the same time you can get um, clients, you can get um, like staff, um, you can actually hire people online, you can get partners online, you can get uh, uh, potential uh, projects online. You can it's, it's just uh, you can even get mentors online. So. Uh, in social media, if you use it correctly, you can uh, just brand yourself, share lots of knowledge, share lots of values uh, through um, write-ups, through videos, through podcasts, through um, voice, audio, 
uh, yeah, as long as you keep sharing um, knowledge and value to the floor, um, people will just come to you and they will they will buy into your values and you buy into your system. And if you're talking about the best way of marketing in a in a lowest um, budget, I would say social media is one of the best ways to do that. So yeah. So social media with a combination of different amounts of helpful content. Yes, you do not actually need to, especially with the LinkedIn algorithm now, you do not need to pay, you do not need to pay money for, for traffic because if you do a very high value content, people will just come and watch, people will share, people will comment, people will like, and uh, that's where you get your, I would say, your free traffic and your free exposure to, to the market. And then uh, from there, you, you will definitely convert um, a couple of clients. So, yeah. So since you were ranked top 100 icons from on LinkedIn, uh, what would be your best practices to use LinkedIn very productively for business? Um, I am still learning in a learning process. Um, they always said uh, your profile and what you do is always what you need for them. They said what you need for the people who's watching you. Um, I am still learning. Um, I, I'm still trying to churn up more values. I, I am uh, heading to open my own YouTube channel soon. Um, yeah, I am in the plan of doing that. I really hope I can really take action and stop uh, procrastinating. Uh, yes, um, like you, you, you took action and, and come out with this podcast. So yeah, I have to be as you like you. I have to stop hesitating and be brave and just take the, the action, the first step. Um, I mean, back so what's the main topic again? Uh, saying how can use LinkedIn more productively. Okay, so yeah, like LinkedIn, um, back to um, how I do it. Um, most importantly is uh, download the app, use it more often, um, watch the space, um, join pods, um, look at other people who's doing well. Um, yeah, and these are the few things. And uh, be active inside there, understand how the system works, understand how to create value inside there, then uh, these are the few tips and pointers I would say for starters. So it's more of observing people you want to look up to and creating more valuable content. I think that is usually in terms of long form posts. Yeah, for starters, I would say uh, observe how people do it. At the same time, you yourself have to try and use it yourself. Um, use the app on a daily basis. Use it in front of your PC or computer. Um, at least take about 30 minutes of your day to 30 minutes of your day to be on LinkedIn. And then from there, um, you will start having your, like everyone takes starts from the first step. Also, you have to start observing. Then later start taking action. These are a few things. Um, it's like this, um, theory called the skill set, tool set and mindset. First of all, you have the right mindset. The tools are LinkedIn and then the skill set is by observing other people or you ask other people who's better than you or who's already there or you have to just learn it yourself through YouTube, um, podcasts or uh, someone who's uh, good at LinkedIn. Okay, so as we come into a closure, um, how would you like to be remembered? How I would like to be remembered? Um, how I would like to remember such a heavy question. Um, I would like to be remembered as the guy who, um, helped someone maybe, um, help someone grow. I guess, I guess, yeah, I, I think I would, in, in the future, I would like to be mentor to many people. I would like uh, to, oh my God, this question is like so tough. I, I don't know how to answer you. Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I I would like to be remembered as a person who helps someone. Maybe uh, like like as long as I get to help someone to make their journey easier and 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 make their life uh, better in, in their personal life or even their entrepreneurship life. Um, yeah, how would I put that in words? Help someone. The, the person, the helper, impactful into people's lives. Sorry, impacting into people's yeah, lives. Yeah, probably uh, to be to impact someone's life. Yes, that's the right line, I guess. I think I'll quote something from which I remember from Chris Do, one of the people I follow. He said that he wants to be he wants to impact one billion lives. Wow, remembered how to remember? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have a target. I I won't say one. Yeah, with social media now, why not? Yeah, like you said. Uh, But I would definitely want to impact people's life. Uh, there's don't have us. I don't really have a certain number right now. But well, maybe in the future, uh, I like like you said, maybe I can impact a million lives one day. You never know. So yeah, always dream big. <laughs> so what would be your final remarks as we sign out? What's my final remark when I sign out? Um, always work hard and play harder, and uh, always have a balance in your life. I think balance is very important. So always have a balance in your life. Um, yeah, this is thing called the, the life view. So always have a proper life view and make sure your life view is intact. So yeah, I guess that's the uh, the only thing I wanted to say before I sign up. So yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Kenneth Chan. It has been an amazing in conversation with you, and wish you the best in making more amazing content and building businesses. Zappi is really an amazing place, and you have amazing work. And I must say, the sky is the limit. Thanks, thanks, Samuel. Thanks, thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for this interview, and thanks for this podcast interview. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Take care, man. And it's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening in. And I would encourage you to stay hooked to your preferred podcast distributors. Or you can alternatively go to uh, the Wow Journal website, which is www.wowjournal. That's W-O-W-J-O-U-R-N-A-L.cc. And you definitely get access to all the available podcasts. And as well, you have access to different adverts that I've featured that I found really interesting that you may find of good value to you. So listen in next time on your favorite podcast.